0: Three, two, one, rolling.
1: <laughs> That's the sound of banana peel slapping
0: itself. I, well, I feel like we need to make a name for that. This. I'm,
1: I'm re- going to listen to the podcast just so I can hear this in my headphones.
0: I was going to say, I'm really curious if you'll be able to pick it up. you got to turn it up in the edit if you can't hear it. I'm just going to leave it this quiet so people on the train will laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, people on the train. Welcome, to Filmcraft Guys. We just decided that we we're going to do an episode about a banana noise and that you're welcome to use it in any of your films should you need the audio of a banana slapping itself.
1: You know, it would be cool.
0: What's that? We should, we should
1: just let people that listen to the show um, be able to use any of our episodes mm. in like a film. But yeah they totally just want like Background radio Talking bullshit sounds Yeah go nuts Yeah
0: go Preferably ahead. as long as They're not ripping on us Yeah <laughs> So check out the show With these two idiots
1: <laughs> The short film is about People hating on podcasts <laughs> Specifically this one
0: <laughs> You know I'd actually Be kind of stoked If someone was like I listened to your podcast It fucking sucks It sucks so bad I made a short movie About how much it sucks I feel like right on Let's watch this But then I listened to
1: another episode And then I liked it That's <laughs> so I destroyed my short film
0: <laughs> So we're going to talk about a few things this week The first is Last week I saw a movie film And this weekend Latif saw the same movie film mm-hmm. What movie film was that Latif? We saw Glass Saw fucking Glass <laughs> <laughs> You start off, Lateef, what did you think?
1: Alright, so if you're listening to the podcast and, you, and you, you've seen Glass, then you're cool.
0: Because mm-hmm. we're going to go into warning. some spoilers. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, if you've seen it and you like the movie, it might hurt your
0: feelings. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, here, just let us say there's no point in seeing this movie because it's terrible.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I don't... Really remember it, and the only reason we're talking about it now is because I think I have some funny jokes.
0: Yep. And, yeah, like let's know. preface this with saying this is not going to be a a usual thing. We're not going to just start ripping on movies. This just happened to for me get very much under my skin, and Latif has some funny things to say about it. So that's why we're going to dive into this, and it could be a little edu- educational for the listeners. Yeah. All right, joke number one, Latif. What is it?
1: I oh, know, you gotta start ripping into it. Oh yeah, you
0: want me to go? Yeah,
1: and then I'll just chime in with some jokes if I think of
0: them. Okay, so I'm gonna go full spoilers right out of the gate here. First spoiler is I despised this movie. I thought everything about it was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Every choice they made, I would have done the exact opposite. So, for any of you that have seen Unbreakable and Split, you probably understand that Glass is the closing out of this trilogy. They're bringing these two characters together, the hero and the villain. And they're gonna end it. The villain, James McAvoy, dies by hug. Bruce Willis drowns in a puddle. And Samuel L. Jackson falls out of his wheelchair and dies of broken bones. (laughs) Every one of those things is the dumbest, dumbest deaths I could ever think of. If you ask me, what do you think's the worst way I could kill all these characters? Those would be my answers. It was so bad. And it was almost like M. Night Shyamalan. It would have been less insulting if halfway through the movie it stopped and he just walked into the crowd and kicked you all in the nuts. (laughs) That's basically what he did anyways. So as you can
1: tell, Matt did not enjoy the film. (laughs) The movie film.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But no, like... it. From, let's, just from a constructive point of view, the first five minutes weren't bad. They set up the world, you know, you've been gone from Unbreakable for 19 years, so there was a lot to bring you up to speed, um, and we needed to know what James McElroy was doing. That part, you know, that was good. He set that up well, Uh, and then it got to the first kind of showdown. Um, I don't like the way the action was filmed in this movie. It doesn't feel intense, cinematic, threatening. It just kind of feels like poorly choreographed, poorly shot violence that they needed to try and edit into something salvageable, and it doesn't work. The first scene of violence, there's a- James McAvoy picks up like a, a big kind of like dinner table, chucks it at Bruce Willis, and it's very clearly spliced with this terrible CGI. The fight goes nowhere. There's some cool shots within the fight. Like James McAvoy is behind Bruce Willis on his back. He's choking him. That's a cool shot. but. The best I can compare it, compare it to is I read a review, and I'm not gonna shit on this movie that I'm about to compare it to, but I read, read a review of Venom. And if you've seen the motorcycle chase scene in that movie, there's no suspense to it. It's just kind of you know riding a motorcycle, and it just kind of happens, and then you're like, oh, it's done now. That's the exact same way I found it, felt about the action in Glass. It was just kind of there, and it didn't add anything to the movie. In fact, it, for me, it's subtracted because the premise of the movie is hero meets villain. Obviously, there's going to be a fight. And when the fight is super lackluster, the culmination of this trilogy falls on a flat note, you know? So the first thing I thought they did bad after an initial good setup was the action was bad. And then the next hour, hour and a half of this movie is this goddamn therapist who is a terrible character, she's going to sit there and try and convince you that the last two movies didn't happen, that the superhero and supervillain don't have powers, and you're going to sit on this point forever. (laughs) They go into it so much, and you've just finished watching four hours of movies that confirm they do have powers. (laughs) To me, it's like, hey, man, um... What's the absolute worst plot you could think of for this movie? Instead of bringing them together for this culmination, this showdown that everyone's expecting, especially that's how they marketed it, we should talk about how they don't have powers. That is the most boring concept I've ever heard, especially when built up over two whole goddamn movies. <laughs> oh, okay, Latif, chime in, because I'm just ranting like... furiously here. (laughs) Alright,
1: so... I didn't love the movie, but I also don't really care. (laughs) I didn't want to watch it. My friend did. And I I was being nice and said, okay, I'll watch it. And then he fell asleep and I had to watch all of it. Mm. But I didn't see Unbreakable,
0: so I didn't really have any context Mm. as to what the hell was going on. That's fair. That's fair. Um, And I I will add in real quick. I did... I really, really liked Split. I... Unbreakable was okay But I really liked Split So I wasn't going into this Wanting to hate it I wanted it to be awesome And Continue with you I didn't know
1: anything About the movie I didn't know who Glass was I didn't know <laughs> Samuel Jackson Was in the movie So it was all a surprise to me So you didn't even see Like a poster No I don't watch trailers <laughs> What do you mean? And then uh, I was pretty confused Throughout most of it And then there's Well this, what confused you? Well just like characters And like who the hell was who Oh, okay. Like that wasn't clear to me. I was like, "Why is Bruce Willis in this movie?" Mm-hmm. I didn't know why he was in the movie. Oh, sorry.
0: We're gonna talk plot holes after this. Go ahead, Petit.
1: And then um, this flashback scene happens where this this young black boy goes onto this.
0: <laughs> why did you laugh? Because <laughs> I know where this is going, and I know um, how you feel about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he goes onto this ride in this um...
0: merry-go-round kind of thing.
1: No, it's I think it's what the hell is it called? Those like spinning clam rides. Yeah. They just fling it around. Yeah, they just spin around and shit. And hmm. this kid is sitting on it and he puts these bears giant stuffed teddy bears beside him. Beside him and on then the he other like, side. ties like a sweater. And I didn't know what the hell was going on because I didn't know the character <laughs> had weak bones and you could kill him by like crushing him. So I just thought this kid was like a wimp. And this ride starts going, and he's laughing, and it starts spinning a little faster, and he's like swinging around in this thing, and he starts screaming, and this like, his mom's like, "Oh no, my kid!" and ran up to the, to the ride, and I was like, "Why is she reacting like this? That ride's not that scary. I know he's young." And then this kid slams into the wall and like breaks his wrist, and and he's like lying down, he's all messed up. And, again, I I didn't know his bones could break easily, so I thought, what a wimp. (laughs) Give him milk. (laughs) So, like, that whole scene, like, completely did not, like, make sense to me. And and there's this moment where this guard um, tries to uh, scare him by dropping a flashlight on his knees. Yeah. And I didn't know what the hell was going on, so... (laughs) (laughs) That clued, clued into me. I thought this guy was just fucking around with... You know, this paraplegic, which was not the case.
0: It's like, you wouldn't feel it anyway. You can't feel his legs. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, he's on drugs, you
1: idiot, and his legs don't work. How could you hurt him? So by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, he has weak bones. And then he falls out of the chair and dies. <laughs> and then I got it. So I was, I was thinking about that the whole movie. I couldn't even mm. follow the film because I was confused about the... Milk the cake. bones yeah. the lack of milk. So that was, that was one of the jokes. Uh, but eat. it was also true.
0: Oh. Yeah. There's actually a lesson that I had thought of um, during this, too. The scene where you talk about the kid with the, <laughs> the bones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most of the scene takes place, it's like a medium shot, but you're within the little pod that he's in in the ride, you know? And when the camera's in that, and it's kind of flinging him around, it makes it seem a bit more intense. And it only cuts the wide shot right at the end for maybe two or three seconds. But when it does, you see the ride is like the size of three couches put together. And that, like, really... I mean, I didn't really buy that scene to begin with. But when it pulls out to that wide shot and you see that it is super non-threatening, I think there's a good lesson. Like, sometimes you just want to stay on that medium shot. Like, just from that, we know exactly what's going on. We know he's on this ride. We know... He's swaying back and forth, and he's got these teddy bears, and the ride's going. It, it cuts to another medium shot of the mom, so you know there's some danger. She's freaking out. But by cut, cutting to that wide shot, it made me laugh, because I was like, <laughs> that thing maybe went one mile an hour. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but if they had just left it on the medium shot and then cutting to the mom, it would have at least sold it a little bit more in my mind. Right. So, like, strictly aside from making fun of it, which we're going to do a lot, I think there's a good practical thing that people could take away from it. Like, the wide isn't always needed, and sometimes it can actually enhance it, especially when you're going for, you know, specifically something like in that scene. That was my thought. Having said that, would you agree?
1: Um, I think it depends. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could... If you show action on a wide shot and the camera isn't moving, Mm -hmm. it tends to make things seem slower. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got a camera on a subject on a tighter lens and you're with the subject, it's Mm going to move faster because there's more motion blur and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you could adjust the way you shoot things based on the subject matter. Yeah. I don't think the effect was executed for you when you saw that. Yeah. It made it seem kind of...
0: Dumb. Dull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so, do you remember how, uh, probably like a couple months ago, we talked plot holes, and yeah. we couldn't think of one? There's one in this movie. Plot hole? Plot hole. And it's yeah,
1: minor. they kill Bruce Willis
0: in it. <laughs> <laughs> plot hole! Um, but it's something super, super minor, and so far I've heard no one talking about it. So you remember... When they bring all three of them together in the room for the first time. It's like that yeah. big, long pink room. Which, okay, right off the bat there, there's no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. I get the scene where it's like, yeah, first time they're coming together. We're going to have this, we're going to talk again. <laughs> I get that. But realistically, like looking at it through the eyes of a therapist, why would you put the three people that hate each other the most in the world and are actively trying to kill each other? two feet from each other. And then be like, let's talk about our feelings. (laughs) Even if you truly don't believe they have superpowers, that is dumb as fuck. And you should never do that. (laughs) Anyways, that's my rant. But here's the plot hole. So Bruce Willis has been shown he has super strength, right? Yeah. It's one of his things. You see it in Unbreakable. He bench presses, what, like 10 billion pounds with ease. This one, he does, you know... He picks up that table, tosses it. He does all kinds of stuff. At the end, you see him bending an aluminum pipe around that container. Mm. Like, lifts cars, all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, in this scene, the only thing that's stopping him from killing um, the other two, really, is he's chained the entire time. That chain is like a bike chain. (laughs) It's like... It's thinner than your banana stick here. It's like half that size, and you see him wrestling about it. like, They they bring in glass, and he tries to break out of it. And by every measure of what we've been told, that should be super easy for him. Mm -hmm. It's like if I brought you a banana, and I was like, Latif, open this. You're like, oh my god, I I (laughs) can't. What's this made out of? (laughs) Yeah, like, it doesn't add up. And to me, that's a plot hole. Like, he can't break... The chain that should be as easy to break As a pencil for him Right. When it's been clearly established This dude has super strength to the point He knocks down a steel door That's what like a foot thick At the end of it
1: Yeah he like shoulders it And fucking breaks it Yeah
0: and there's like a, a solid Human sized dent in that door And he can't break out of these little chains Because the plot doesn't want him to mm. Correct me if I'm wrong That's a plot hole for me
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, I'd have, I'd have to see it again. But maybe mm-hmm. he was on some drugs, too.
0: Could be. In could this. be. But they also never established that. Yeah. So, would that be a plot hole within a plot hole?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be just a lack of thinking of the circumstances, maybe.
0: Mhm. Because like they didn't really
1: need to do it like that. What do you mean? You know, like, put them all together
0: like that. Yeah. I mean, the scene was unnecessary. But maybe
1: there's someone standing by with a hose.
0: (laughs) That would be better, honestly. They have like three firefighters with fire hoses standing beside them. (laughs) Make you wet, Bruce. (laughs) Try it. I know how much you hate water. You want to know why? Because you used to be a fat kid and they tried to drown you.
1: (laughs) Psychology. No. I mean, like even that scene about the flashback like I didn't like hate the movie mm-hmm. I just thought it was confusing to me yeah but that's my fault <laughs> yeah totally um, but the one thing that I, I I just got tired of was like that cause like there's there's certain moments in uh, superhero movies for example that I didn't really like yeah and that's when like a superhero transforms and changes into his costume yeah and has like that hero shot yeah for some reason I, I think it's just cause when I was a kid I enjoyed it in batman it yeah like,
0: you want to put the bat suit on yeah and then yeah. You go wow
1: <laughs> so in this film the one thing that bothered me is every time james McAvoy turned into the beast <laughs>
0: just takes his shirt off he just takes his shirt off <laughs> and but he had cg veins too
1: yeah and i'm like i don't get it like why does he keep taking his shirt off like it, he's not he doesn't get like really buff or anything
0: really what he should do is do what Tom Hardy did in uh, Bronson and take all his clothes off so then people are like oh I don't want to touch you that would have been
1: funnier but it, it just it, I got annoyed because he did it like seven times <laughs> if he did it like three times I'd be like oh here it comes but it's like let's fight in the hallway take your shirt off like, alright go in the parking lot take your shirt off <laughs> <laughs> did it like a bunch of times and I, I just thought like I don't just, just leave the shirt off just be that dude mm-hmm. be the crazy guy stop turning into that old lady or something <laughs> all those, yeah that that I it's not that I found it annoying I just thought it was kind of <laughs>
0: stupid mm. actually I'm gonna cut of real quick I think there's a second plot hole in this movie mm-hmm. um so you never saw Unbreakable, right? Yeah. Unbreakable, at the end of it, Samuel Jackson goes to jail. And it's the year, it's either 2000 or 1999, whenever they shot it, but right. 1920 years ago. So in this, they've got him all doped up and everything, but he's like, no, I have a sweet <laughs> drug compartment in my wheelchair arm somehow. So <laughs> they're not actually drugging him. And then he goes and he spins around in the the hallway and they're like oh we know that you've come out of your room they've been threatening him with surgery which it, it, to me was implied like it was a lobotomy yeah and then they see him in his room they're like we bumped up your surgery it's right now the next morning so they take him in and they give him what looks like laser eye surgery <laughs> like, that I was, was super dull <laughs> and then afterwards he's fine and what you end up finding out is that, okay, he's been locked up for 20 years. I get his thing is he's insanely smart. I'm not trying to take that away from him. And like his plan to show the world superheroes by all means was smart. That was probably in my mind the most plausible part of that movie. Superpowers and all, but anyways. What they tell you is the reason this laser eye surgery, lobotomy, whatever it is, didn't work was because the night before Samuel L. Jackson went in and took out the one crucial piece from this machine, and that's the reason it didn't do whatever it was supposed to do to him. Now, this guy's been locked up for 20 years. I will tell, defend to the death that he's super smart, but he went into this room and used his hyper-advanced knowledge of surgical equipment to dis- disable it. He's been in there for 20 years. When he went in, there's like computers were barely a thing. So how does he have advanced knowledge of high-tech surgical equipment? Maybe there's an answer, but it also happens again. At the end, he codes the whole thing to be live stream. He hasn't touched a computer in 20 years. The, the internet might not even have been dial-up when he got arrested. <laughs> like, how does he know these things? Other than he's super smart and he somehow knows everything. I'll be the first to admit that. That is borderline, like, you're trying to tear it apart now. Yes. But at the same time, like... You hate this movie. Yeah, I did really, really hate it. So, like, I'm kind of looking for reasons, more reasons to hate it, <laughs> even though it's given me a plethora of them. But at that point, I think it's safe to call bullshit. Like, you've been literally locked up and detained for 20 years. Mm-hmm. How do you have this knowledge? And, like, all I would have had to show was when he's doing his thing in the office, when he breaks out, he's just reading a coding book mm-hmm. or something, you know? But, like, it doesn't cover any of that, so in my eyes, that's another plot hole. What do you think?
1: The fact that he's, like, some super genius might just cover it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, he'll figure some way to learn. Maybe he stole a laptop and he
0: looks at it and no one's around or something. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: Um Yeah. Uh I th- I think for the most part because he's supposed to be the super genius, that might be the only reason why you can forgive it because you'll assume that he's got some way to know how to do these things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the which is totally fair. I totally fair. <laughs> but uh um,
1: I guess the only thing that I liked about the movie was Bruce Willis's
0: poncho. <laughs> that was an interesting costume. Yeah, I think he had that in Unbreakable, too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very different for a superhero, for sure.
1: I like the opening scene where he threw that kid at the wall. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I said, it started strong. That scene was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to totally change gears. And we're going to talk about a movie that is fantastic, because Latif just saw this. So why don't you do some talking for a while? I've been yelling into the mic for a while. <laughs> the mic has been crying. Yeah. Don't yell at me! <laughs> I didn't even do anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw a Room a few
1: days ago. It's 2015, 2016? 2016. I Brie think. Larson. Yeah, it's about... I mean,
0: spoiler alert, obviously, this whole episode. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. I think we're 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 safe for Room though It's been out for years <laughs> Yeah But still
1: If you yeah. haven't seen Room Go watch it first
0: Yeah And it is fantastic Like you should If you haven't seen it Stop us and really watch it
1: And that's Room Not The so, Room
0: Watch that one too though That yeah. one's
1: sweet It'd be funny If you watched the trailer For one and thought It was the other
0: Well when I remember seeing The first posters for Room And I was like the bringing the room back to theaters wide. What? <laughs> what the hell?
1: <laughs> no, it's it's not the room by Tommy. It was that. it's a room. Yeah. Um, with Lenny Abramson as the director. Yeah. Who killed it? Yeah, he's a great director. I like his other films too. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I saw this movie, and at the, by the end of it, I was like, "Oh, this would be a great movie to talk about on podcast," mm-hmm. just because it was super micro. Well, I'm not going to say it was a micro-budget. Because it wasn't. I'm sure they had some millions. I'm sure it was a pretty low number for an independent film. Yeah. But at the same time, just the nature of how it was filmed and just Mm. seeing what was on camera.
0: And written, too. Yeah. It seemed like a
1: a good film to kind of talk about um, in terms of the kind of film uh, making that we discuss normally. Yep. You know, they shot it mainly in one location which was a tiny room mm-hmm. and then which is soundstage though yeah yeah, which was a soundstage but at the same time if you're able to find something like that that works you mm-hmm. know you never know yeah absolutely and then the rest of the movie they shot outside the room um, just in the world some stuff in a house a little bit of stuff in the hospital it was all very simple yeah um, and even the way they shot the stuff in the room I think the director wanted to make sure that the lens was always in the room, in the room yeah. at all the, times
0: I think the rule was they could take the wall out but the lens couldn't go past where the wall would have been
1: yeah and and even then they wouldn't have like huge walls being removed I think they no. only had panels that yeah. take out and then stick the camera through mm-hmm. the panel um, to get the shots that they wanted just because they wanted to have the room always kind of closed mm. for the sake of the actors um but, yeah, it was a very, uh, well-made movie. I thought the acting was great. Yep. Um, the cinematography was very simple and kind of right for the film.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, but fitting.
1: Yeah, it was very apt. Um, the... The... I forgot the name of the kid. The kid who played the... Oh, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, the son. He was really good.
0: Yeah, he's from Vancouver, too.
1: Yeah, I heard. Mm. Um... You don't really get to see a lot of child actors that have a performance like that. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Because um, he was basically the main character in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, we follow it through his eyes. And um, I think if you're going to make a one location film, this would be a great film to watch as a reference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, the production design, for example, was really strong, mm-hmm. um, but also not like super loud because they had to make that room really feel like a place and when I was watching the movie even though it was a sound stage I was like I believe it yeah definitely (laughs) Um, because they show outside of the room and what Mm -hmm. that looks like and they also matched it with the sound stage and at no point was I like this is not the same place Yep. I was like damn (laughs) that is creepy
0: yeah they did a fantastic job Um, Mm. one of the scenes that I'd like to talk about I thought it was a really great use of sound mm-hmm. is when the kid's in the closet. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So basically, the mom puts the kid in the closet because the person that's kidnapped, the mom, comes over for some... Rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and you never see what happens outside the closet. It's just a shot of this kid in the closet and he just counts, right? Yeah. He's like, go in there and count. So in his head, he's just counting. And you kind of get the vibe that he's effectively tuning everything out. Mm-hmm. But you hear, you know, the sounds of said rape, and deeply, deeply disturbing, to me at least. Like, I was very, very unnerved by it, but what struck me was, in that circumstance, they did such a good sh- job of writing the scene, crafting it, and shooting it, where it's just a shot of a kid counting. That's all it is. But you feel everything around him and everything outside that closet, and that, it, it made it a completely different scene. I, I thought that scene was super, super well done. Yeah.
1: I think the even the one later on where he's got that toy car mm-hmm. and he accidentally hits it in the in the cupboard. Yeah. Sorry, in the wardrobe, and he like freaks out a little. Like that was also just a great use of sound. Yep. Because like, it becomes such a kind of shock. Because whenever he's in there, it's so quiet. Yeah. So focused on that one angle of him from mm-hmm. like overhead. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that. Movie is very, how do you say, understated. Yep. Because for a movie that's about, you know, kidnap, rape victim who has to kind of bear a child and raise like it,
0: and she still loves the kid too. Like uh, I think that's yeah. what makes it the most unique. It'd be really, I think, tempting if you thought of that to say, and she has this kid and she kind of hates the kid and neglects it, but no, yeah. she loves the kid no, she's wholeheartedly. Crazy about this kid. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, because like. I mean, going into the movie especially when you kind of like came out of the room mm-hmm. a part of me was like oh no, it's going to become one of those movies and it doesn't, that's the no, best that's part it, what I what I mean by that it just becomes this kind of like heartwarming indie bullshit mm-hmm. and I would have been like "Ah, yeah. 7 out of 10
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to do that or it was going to do that he's coming for them thriller angle yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen no? no. okay just
1: because of the nature of the r- scenes in the room, mm-hmm. everything was so... Small. <sighs> the way they showed it was so normal, mm-hmm. which was weird. Like, it didn't seem like he was some crazy nut until mm-hmm. he really got angry. Yeah. But it just seemed like he was, like, some angry husband. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is so weird. They're talking and... In- and she's, like, taking out groceries while he's sitting down. It's Mm -hmm. kind of creepy, but at the same time, like, you know, it's seven years. Yeah, (laughs) He's been doing this for a long time. It's almost become a routine, as, like, messed up as that is. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they came out of the room, I didn't expect it to become he's coming back. I kind of had a feeling I wasn't going to see him again. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when they came out, I was afraid it was going to turn to this, like, cheesy, like, movie, where, like, it just becomes about the kid having a great life or some shit
0: yeah when um, really it's about adjusting
1: yeah and you just saw this like weird transition where the mom just has the worst time mm-hmm. and the kid is like completely clueless as to what the hell's going on but at the same time he's trying to be a kid um and this one scene where he had to get his hair cut yeah and he's sitting in the washroom and then he says I love you grandma like mm-hmm. I, s- I started crying I was like fuck yeah fucking
0: love you, Grandma. <laughs> I love you. Yeah,
1: I don't know why that made me cry. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting um, take, especially when they came out of the room. Because, mm-hmm. like, easily they could have turned into, like, a courtroom drummer or some shit. Yeah, totally. And even that I would have really not enjoyed. They just kind of kept it with uh, Jack. Jack. Uh, and I think that's why the movie succeeded in the end yep couldn't agree more and that and I thought it was such a great way to end the film when they go back
0: yeah and and they say buy a room
1: yeah and you and you see her and you you don't even hear it you just see her lips move Mm mhm and they walk out yeah I guess that's the only thing I didn't like I didn't like that ending shot where they walk out and the camera pans up and the snow's falling I was like ah it was like a Hallmark movie, <laughs> but I'll forgive it, because everything else was so well done.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I like how, by the end, too, like, the kid, the kid doesn't really arc, you know? Like, he kind of stays largely clueless through the entire thing, right to the end, where, like, when they go and say bye to Room, yeah, the kid's looking back on it fondly, and he's like, bye, bed, fire truck, TV... Like he'd be saying bye to friends almost, mm-hmm. and she's she knows what's up obviously, so she's more somber. But I really really like that because I think <sighs> other movies too would have been would have done the oh he's understood what happens now and you know it's really impacting on him. And it's like no he's five, you know there's only so much a kid like that could comprehend, and odds are he wouldn't really realize how messed up that was until he got older.
1: Well, I th- I don't I think. I think he does arc, but I don't think mm-hmm. in the way that... We expect. Yeah, I think it's not like he knows what's going on within, like, a month or two. And he's like, oh my god, you are raped! Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I think the way he arcs is, throughout the movie, like, you could see how much he needs his mom. Yeah. And Especially when she goes
0: away for that portion.
1: Yeah. And then when they get out of the room you see how messed up she is and it's like when she was in the room she was fine Mm -hmm. which is weird yep not fine but you know what I mean but it felt real and when she got out like the stress of having your family Mm -hmm. and just like a normal life like really like there's too much messed with her because like I guess like it was just kind of a shock Mm -hmm. and for the kid it was like over time he got over his self and was like ah I gotta stop being a dick and it was kind of like Oh shit! I think my mom needs me mm-hmm. right now, and he kind of saw that. And just I think as that Just as much was as he just, needs her. That was his art, like yeah, because that's like totally she wasn't around for a while, and he had to just like live. Mm-hmm. And at no point was he like crying and running around and acting like a douche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was just you know doing his thing, and when his mom came back, it was like a nice, nice reunion. And she yeah. could, she could see that he was growing and changing and yeah. becoming something. So I think that was kind of his, his thing.
0: Yeah. What did you think of the interview scene? Uh,
1: that was kind of weird. Yeah? Yeah. It was like this weird moment in the film that they put her in a weird position. I felt kind of bad for her.
0: Oh, I felt super bad but, for
1: her. And I thought the interviewer was like a total douche.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you could tell the whole scene was really uncomfortable for me because but you could kind of believe it would really happen like that too like the interviewer's pushing these really hard questions that obviously she's not going to want to talk about but it's her job to get the best interview and they're only doing it for the money that it provides so she's the mom's trying to give as little as possible and you can really see how it breaks her yeah yeah that scene was oh super good
1: but there's a also, that great moment when jack comes up the stairs and he's watching her mm-hmm. and she just says this thing about him like a really like loving thing yeah you like could just see him smiling
0: mm-hmm.
1: not like smiling like an idiot but like he mm-hmm. just has, like this look of like happiness on his face yeah totally and i thought that like those little moments they're so small and, and short but they're like really powerful so yeah. the movie is full of little little surprises and kind of interesting moments that I think you've got to pay attention to to see
0: yeah it's not a put this movie onto the background kind of movie no definitely not
1: Mm. actually I don't feel like that about any movies
0: Transformers I
1: know but like (laughs) I have friends who do that they just play movies while they do other shit and I can't Mm. I can't like live like that Yeah. like if there's a movie playing I have to watch it even if it's bad yeah (laughs) I'm just wired that way no that's a good thing um yeah, but uh, I give room two thumbs up.
0: They gave it ten rooms out
1: of ten. That's awful. <laughs> I hope they find all of those
0: rooms. <laughs> but no, like, yeah. It was it was a fantastic movie. I don't have enough good things to say about it. It's a must watch for sure. It don't watch it on a first date. <laughs> it is a bummer. When I saw it I saw it by myself because my wife didn't want to go. She's like that's going to make me cry. Mm. And I sat down, four women sat beside me. It cut to black. I'll never forget this. I'm looking at the screen just in awe because it was great. And then one of the girls says, I don't think I'm ever going to stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's powerful and it definitely has the ability to rip your heart out on more than one occasion. But it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, I guess... We're planning to talk about something else, but this episode just turned into glass is weird.
0: Room is awesome. (laughs) Room is good.
1: (laughs) Two bananas up.
0: Yeah. So yeah, glass is terrible. Room is fantastic. This podcast is brought to you by Pippa, Pippa pippa.io, p-i-p-p-a.io. Podcast hosting service, cheap, awesome. Check them out. All right, and I'm
1: gonna go to sleep.
0: Sleep good. Room good. Glass bad.